Welcome to the Mind Care Podcast, where the mind, brain, and body meet. Here's your host, Glennis Bretherton. Are you truly happy? Have you searched for happiness running from pillar to post in a person, a place, food, or other activities? Have you tried everything in your reach, read every self-help book, yet wondered how and why you are still not able to reach that state of happiness. The Happiness Bank book is a journey of an extraordinary, ordinary man who, under the most extraordinary circumstances, through a divine revelation, gives birth to a new and radical idea. A time for everything, and everything in its time, the time to change oneself and the world by embracing the new idea of the happiness bank. A book by Vishal Kupta. I'm doing a lot of research uh, on the human mind and uh, it fascinates me to no end. Uh, I think the human mind is the most mysterious thing uh, in the universe. If I can understand it and how it works and you know how to observe it, and know what it's made of. Um, can you know? There's so many things. I mean, I can go on and on for a week. <laughs> but I remember having a chat with you last time we were in Mumbai. We were having a discussion about the human mind. You may not recall it. We were having morning tea outside the college. What struck me was your interest, your passion about learning more about what people are made of, what they think about. Where did that come from? Uh, I actually suffered from depression for nine years in my own life, from the age of 16 to 25. And uh, it was a very, very trying problem because I didn't know what was happening. I was too young. Yeah. And in that time in India, uh, having a mental issue was uh, being labeled as being crazy being mad okay and uh, fortunately my parents uh, supported me and uh, I think I underwent uh, most of the treatments possible in that time I did allopathy homeopathy Ayurveda I I even got electric shocks um, and uh, I went to the Himalayas I met some enlightened masters I went to mediums, people who would uh, get, uh, you know, souls into themselves. Uh, I drank my own urine for around a year, year and a half. There were so many therapies in India. India is the land of alternate therapies. Mm. So I did all that. And that's when I realized that how how difficult um, or how mysterious and unknown the human mind is to the people. Mm. Uh, mine was a more of a chemical uh, imbalance, which usually happens at uh, adolescence, at 16, 17, 18. Yes. And um, so it wasn't something which I kind of uh, made it happen. It just was a body chemical imbalance. So when I came out of it, I was fortunate enough to come out of it. And then my long uh, search to demystify or uh, know about the human mind started. So if you remember when we were having tea, I said something like this. I said the human mind 
is a monkey which is possessed by a ghost which mm-hmm. is drunk mm-hmm. and which is bitten by a scorpion that's how complex and that's how you know um mysterious or uh, like a monkey you know it keeps jumping from here and there and unstill or it is so like some great saint has said that that the mind is a good servant but a very very bad master mm. so my long my long 30 years search for to demystify the mind is uh, so that's my that's going to be a part of my new book called how to get freedom from the monkey mind that's the second book which i'm working on actually we'll get to the your first book the happiness bank in a moment right. and we can talk about the second book and and what that means to you and what that's going to mean to others but i'd just like to ask you a couple of questions and we've kind of jumped straight into this haven't we because <laughs> you said to me i haven't practiced so i thought i would just jump straight into it you were saying that depression kind of struck you between the age of uh, 16 17 and 21 and you spoke uh, a little about the different types of therapies or approaches might be a better word into helping you through that those years what one right. do you think worked the best for you or did any of them work for you i think all worked what uh, depression done a lot of research on that also it is a uh, you know it is to do with the mind as well as the body both mm-hmm. and you have to be fit from the body also because the body and mind even though we separate it to some extent they are intrins- intrinsically linked mm-hmm. and so i attacked it from the body as well as the mind and uh, i learned meditation i learned how to observe my thoughts i learned how not to just react on what was happening in my in my mind or my thoughts i learned how to drop my mind into no mind and again these terms you know no mind and these are all uh, eastern terms you know from our uh, holy books scriptures like uh, you know the, the bhagavad gita and uh, <clears throat> so many of our um, saints have uh, written about it so i've been reading those saints to understand but basically i was able to kind of uh, observe my mind and once you start observing your mind the moment you observe your mind you become more conscious more mm-hmm. aware awareness is the key to all uh, issues to me mind is the root of all problems all all whether it's blood pressure whether it's uh, diabetes whether it's uh, headache mind is the root and uh, if so we have to understand how we can manage our mind mm. you know can we stop it can we can we observe it what happens happens during observation so anyway i learned how to observe it and the moment you start observing it your awareness increases and when you when your awareness increases the mind uh is no more the master you aren't just reacting like a robot to the thoughts you become a master of your thoughts you are able to look at the mind and uh, be detached from it mm. and just observe it just observe it like how the thoughts come mind by itself may not be an entity it has thoughts thoughts are the real entities mind i think is like a crowd like how you have a crowd by itself a crowd is yes. nothing but a collection of people so 
the people are the intrinsic uh, nature uh, things but a crowd is just a term given to a collection of people so mind may be a collection of thoughts yeah and that is real, a really interesting way Michelle of, of thinking of it and uh, as we've all, always discussed that the conscious mind is just 1% or 10% or whatever it may be the iceberg thing mm. now what happens is that in normal life we actually behave like robots actually we have no control this is what i've understood we just react we don't respond reaction and response are two different words reaction is like suppose you say something mean to me and i will immediately say something back to you and a response is when you say something to me i will observe it i will be in control of my thoughts and i will just not react like a robo hmm so the whole game is how to increase awareness and how to make that 1% 10 20 30 40 100 siddhartha the buddha one of the greatest men to walk the earth 2500 years ago became so aware of himself that every movement he made whether he lifted his hand whether he was breathing walking he was aware of what he was doing while we humans in the normal way the non enlightened people we are not even aware for 10 minutes in a day we mm. are just going about even though we feel as if we are aware we feel that we are in control we feel but that's not true we are just in the unconscious waking state i believe there are two states the unconscious sleeping state and the unconscious waking state so we are awake but we do the same things the same way we wake up from our bed same way we brush same way we talk same way we walk is absolutely i could drive 100 miles and not even realize you know i've moved my hand or i could eat my whole meal if i'm stressed out and not even realize what i've eaten because the awareness level is so low but the mm. moment you start becoming more and more aware through the various techniques of meditation and self observation you start going into a different dimension of awareness which makes you um fully in control which 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 makes which makes your thoughts less assertive upon you on which you react and takes you towards that blissful state uh which i am looking for uh, is is enlightenment or happiness or i don't know a peacefulness or calmness which i'm still looking for um so yeah Uh I find it interesting uh th- now that meditation is becoming more and more popular. There are 112 ways to meditate. 112. Mhm. And this has been propounded in the amazing book called Vigyan Bhairav Tantra. And there is no 113th way. So we already and this is the bad luck or this is what my endeavor is is to now bring to the world all the 112 ways. Mm-hmm. uh this was propounded by shiva you know thousands and thousands of years ago and it is very much there amongst us in the book called vigyan bhairav tantra clinis okay I'll, i will i will ask you this. to sorry to interrupt there i'll ask you to um whatsapp me the spelling of that and i'll pop it up onto the website so that um Absolutely. everybody can have access to that information and just to let everyone know the website is mindcarepodcast.com and that uh, that will be there waiting for people to have a look at 
Okay, Absolutely. Yeah. And I really appreciate the work uh, you are doing, uh, Glynis, and your mind care uh, organization is doing. It's the need of the time. And I must mention before you, you know, we go ahead that the kind of work you're doing is going to benefit not just a few thousands. It's going to benefit a million, millions. And uh, just keep up the good work. That's that's all I have to say. Thank you. And I whatever, appreciate that. Thank you. I'm humbled. So, yes. <laughs> Yes, I will uh, write the uh, the name of the book, uh, which can be downloaded. I will soon be making videos also for explanation because uh, uh, depending on the personality of a person, uh, uh, the 112 ways, uh, some some of the techniques will be more uh, conducive to some people. So if you're a sportsman, some of the techniques out of the 112, say five or 10 techniques may be more uh, likable to you or conducive to you. If you're a thinker, it'll be different. If you're an artist, it'll be different. If you're a carefree person, it'll be different. So Shiva has 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 discovered and given to the human beings all the techniques which you need to know. Mm. It's a matter of, of us now to discover our technique mm. and practice. So meditation isn't, uh, you know, like I thought it was when I was introduced to it, where we're sitting down and switching off, internalizing, and focusing in on the breath. So that's not the only way to meditate. There's many Absolutely. different ways, isn't there? Like you yes. were saying, so Meditation by itself, meditation, meditation by itself is not something, but there are various techniques to meditate. And meditation does not mean sitting down. You can meditate every second. Meditation is actually what? It is the becoming more aware, becoming more alert, becoming more consciousness conscious that is meditation so there are 112 techniques out of which watching the breath is one technique to become more alert conscious and aware of course there are differences of meaning between alertness and consciousness uh, awareness also but i will not get into the the language part of it because these are just words um, meditation like love and like like anything meaningful cannot be explained in words and symbols it can only be experienced and once experienced it cannot really be described mm. so therefore there are only guidelines and you know pointers but one has to start practicing and they will you know uh, realize it on their own uh, what meditation means but meditation is is becoming more aware and to and for that there are techniques which are, and therefore the whole term is called meditation with observation in meditation, I'd like to pick up something there from your perspective. You said that just simply to observe. So when you're observing your thoughts, there's no attachment to those thoughts, is there? And there is no emotion behind it. It's just really observing um, the thought that is happening at that moment. Is that correct? No, I will explain further. It's okay. a little deeper. Mind can only work in the past and in the future. Rule number one. Mm-hmm. It only works, you can either, and if you are in the present, the now, the mind stops temporarily working. It drops, basically. Okay. Very so the point, the problem is the mind. And the mind can only think of the past or, or, or it, of the future. It cannot be in the present. And by meditation, what you're doing is you're becoming so much in the present that the mind drops. Rule number two, the mind drops when you're in the present. Rule number three, can you stop the mind? No, you can never stop the mind. 
the mind is always going to be there you can detach from it you can observe it but you can't stop it the mind only stops when you die physically hmm in fact the mind doesn't even die if if once you die physically and you take birth next the next birth the mind continues and therefore so many people have the rebirth theory and the the mind because mind again these all these all concepts and you know we must be open to all the concepts the brain is not the mind hmm the, yes. the mind is stored in in another body we have seven bodies it's stored outside the physical body and therefore even when the physical body dies the mind still continues with the soul mm-hmm. the mind never dies never never dies you have so many um, uh, uh, examples of uh, people remembering their past births it's been recorded in history yes. so many i mean so many buddha could remember his last thousands of births so <clears throat> the brain what is the brain the brain is an interface to the mind but the actual memory is not stored in the brain it is not possible to store so much it is a different dimension which we don't understand which science as of now is unable to use its machines of mri and sonography and ct scan to get uh, that thing and just because science cannot see it does not mean it doesn't exist hmm so <clears throat> again i mean i can go i mean what is the mind made of whether it has weights whether can you project the mind can you project the thought to other people how fast does the mind travel does it have a speed uh, do thoughts have color or oh, i can go on and on thoughts mm. have color yes the fastest thing on earth is not the speed of light it is the human mind and i'm telling you in the next 50 to 100 years scientists are going to show that the fastest thing on earth unlike what einstein said is light is not true Because again, these things have already been written in the text. It's a matter of uh, discovery through, you know, different uh, maybe instruments or by the scientists. Hmm. So, uh, yes, the what the thoughts have weight also, and they can be projected. I can project my thought to you. That's called telepathy. Or again, these are all documented things. You can uh, you can get into people's uh, uh, thoughts also. You can uh, connect with them immediately within a second. Um, so. people have given their own experiences uh, different people who have experienced the mind in the last 3000 4000 years and now now we have to just find those things but yes i believe in all these things and uh, so do some of the text of enlightened masters you spoke about the mind traveling or part of the mind traveling from one life to the other some people believe in past lives they believe in uh revisiting a past life but there are others that don't simply believe that and i know it has a lot to do with their you know their background and their belief system whether it be a religious and the, and the religious system yeah the, yeah yes. can i ask you um just because i'm curious is have you visited any of your past lives no till now i have not clinis but i have researched the lives of enlightened masters mm-hmm. who were without a doubt enlightened and i've studied over 50 zen masters also uh, so when i study these people uh, uh, i'm trying to see what what's happening to them and what are they saying and each and every enlightened master who once you merge with the universe you you there is nothing which is now beyond you or beyond your knowledge and all i've said about past lives all each one In fact, Buddha has written 
um, books about it. I think this is then Jataka tales, uh, you know, where he's spoken about of when he was a bird and you know when he was a this and a that. He's spoken about all these things. Mm. See, even when Jesus was born, he he's going to be born. The three wise men from the east knew because his soul was going to, you know, manifest into a, a body. You're the author of the the Happiness Bank. Right. Yeah. Why the Happiness Bank? Why why that name? Because I have I was fed up to see the violence and terrorism in all around us. Every time I opened the television, I felt I had switched on a war channel. Mm. Every day, I mean, I think last week, a couple of weeks ago in Sri Lanka, there was a bombing. And uh, I think 300, 400 people died. Yes. Mm. And every month, one big country is bombed somewhere or the other. Mm. And Glynis, no one has a solution to this. They kill 10, we kill 20, they kill 30, we kill 40. Yes. So now, so now the question is that Glynis, the man, human human beings, the homo sapiens species as we are known, is capable of killing itself and destroying the planet <clears throat> 10 times over. And nobody has a solution to this. As I, as I laid down and one night and, um, you know, this thought of happiness bank just came. And again, it's a thought. I mean, I'm just a medium. My, my belief is that books write themselves. We human beings are just mediums. And I've just been the lucky one to uh, be the medium for happiness bank. The journey, it's about an, just an ordinary fellow, an ordinary man, and his experience flows out to his community. Yes. Could you tell us a little bit about the theme and about this ordinary man? Is he anybody we know? It's all yeah. of us. Yeah. Hey, hey, the ordinary man means us, you and me. He's not mm. extraordinary. He's not enlightened. He's nothing. He's just a he's just a person. I believe sometimes intense grief is very important for change. And so this book is about an ordinary man who under extraordinary circumstances comes up with a radical idea to mm. change the world. And this idea is nothing but a simple idea, but has the potential of changing each and every human being on the planet. And like I realized that the only way we can reverse this terrorism, reverse all the bad things that are happening on the planet is to change ourselves is to bring about a long-lasting positive change in us so the question was how do we do it <clears throat> how do we do it I believe that every human being has a seed of goodness and you have to just water that seed of goodness which I have given through this concept called happiness bank and the concept is basically three R's number one recognize good work Number two, record good work. And number three, reward good work. Hmm. <clears throat> so, as of now, if you do a crime, offense, a felony, immediately the government, the police comes and you have a record of all the bad work you've done. 
maybe you drove under the influence of alcohol maybe you slapped somebody assaulted somebody but may i ask you which government or which association is recording the good work which we are doing <clears throat> for example vishal gupta maybe donating books maybe giving free lectures maybe donating blood maybe helping the people with money but nobody has a record and i personally believe in all religions have said the same thing jesus says you know what you sow you reap uh, karma hindus talk about the karma and the jews talk about the taoists talk about the chinese talk about everybody all the religions the common thread is do good work do good things and that's and you know what you do what you sow you will reap that so mm-hmm. the happiness bank is about giving a passbook just the way you get in a bank to every human being on earth a free passbook and with the passbook you give two lists one list is the kind of good work you can do for example the first thing could be donate blood and the list number 2 would have all the places where you can donate blood in your city in your community in your country um another thing could be teach free of cost and you could have a list of all the things and schools and colleges where you can teach free of cost so the book talks about the idea of this happiness bank and even talks about how to implement and even talks about before implementation how the world looked and after implementation how the world changed for the better mm. so what i've done is i've uh, as a as the the center theme is the idea and i've weaved a story around it giving uh, giving the reasons and the situations and the circumstances of how the idea evolved from a simple humble birth in the mind of a simple man and how it went on to change the world in a profound manner mm that's really nice and um it's an interesting read actually i've opened it up to page 111 because it's in front of me <laughs> and right, it, um right. you discuss here the ripple effect of giving right when you wish good for others good things come back to you this is the law of nature yes mm. yes chapter 13 yes mm. in fact the book uh, is is uh, every page has uh, a phrase or a saying or a quote you know yes so yeah. the beauty of the book is that you can open to any page and you will find something uh, relevant to you yeah. yeah and i believe you usually open that page which is relevant for that day or for that moment in life so if you open this page it has a meaning to you <laughs> yes yeah you know when i first started reading it i uh, reading about this journey of of this ordinary man you know and i felt heavy my heart was heavy but then as right. the book progressed and i kept reading yeah. i found these hidden gems i'm looking at one now um right. a good deed passport uh talking yeah. all about that and the management of yourself and motivating others you have these sayings these quotes uh, um i'm guessing yeah. some from yourself but there seems to be quite a few from other people of good intentions of of nice thoughts so i've yeah. tried to incorporate quotes from every every walk of life scientists politicians spiritual masters you have right from deepak chopra to uh, einstein to bill gates to desmond tutu 
you just open any page and uh, you will find something you know mm. there mm. and if you see page number 110 what you'd open 111 so there's just a adjacent page yes you see the bank you see the bank of good karma i do i do yeah so uh, the idea evolves uh, from um, you know a small bank to uh, uh, you know changing a sit small village to changing a small city to changing a country and then changing the world so the idea evolves in four stages and changes the planet mm. very so, good very good so i personally believe that this this idea can change the world yeah and uh, i i think i recall you saying that you're going into schools is that right yes. did i hear yes. yeah yes. so you're taking this yes. work and teaching uh what age are you able to reach five see From now five. The, i believe that if you start if you start at the age of 5 by the time he's 20 he's he's such a good human being his 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 habit his nlp his neuro linguistic programming to help yes is so is so strong now that he cannot do without helping he needs to help so even if he becomes a a, a bill gates he's going to not only just create big companies but he's going to create a lot of happiness a lot of a passion compassion um into everything that he does mm. so i want to change human beings from the core from the mind by by this uh, bank yeah oh look oh, congratulations very good work and you have uh, a lovely way about you that is very giving you're an author obviously which is not a credit to you in that but you're also a lawyer aren't you i'm a computer engineer i'm a lawyer i also have a lot of experience in management uh, i'm a cisco certified network engineer i'm a microsoft certified for certified system engineer i dabble with astrology i've done forensic science uh, i'm a photographer i celebrate life cleanest to i've noticed <laughs> Please second every yeah. second. Uh you were on my Facebook I think at one stage and I noticed some awards that you were winning and everybody was saying congratulations. Um I think that was over the past 12 months and I just can't recall the awards. You um are quite a learned man. That's one of the things I really uh, admire about you. Your academic prowess, you know that your background in academics is pretty amazing so not only have you this compassionate creative side to you but you are so also i should say um a mm. academic man so you're a thinker yes but but i the more deep i get into you know information i call this information academics uh i really believe academics gives a lot of information but the real secret lies in the implementation mm. so i've been trying to implement all the things i do and one of the most beautiful and satisfying experience for me is when i give and when i give i'm not talking about giving money in again in hindus we have a lot of uh, types of giving giving is called daan and even a father giving away his daughter is a giving Mm. so we have kanya daan and vidya daan vidya means knowledge uh, then we have money you can give anything which you have to somebody and that creates a lot of joy happiness and satisfaction in me so this happiness bank is a reflection of my personality 
because at one time after gaining a lot of materialistic wealth um i still had a feeling of void in my heart mm-hmm. and i felt void i just didn't i thought a lot of things i thought maybe marrying a beautiful girl will bring joy or a million dollars will bring joy or just being famous will be jo- bring joy but i had my own success in being famous and um, making money and marrying somebody who i wanted to but none of it brought me joy what ultimately brought me joy was when i went inside discovered my true self as a soul uh, not a separate identity called vishal gupta and i realized that the greatest thing you can do is to help others and to give Mm. And that gave me joy. So that mm. feeling of void kind of disappeared. Mm. Mm. The giving it, the gift of giving. You're in the process of writing again. The next yes, book after yes. Happiness Bank. Yes. And yeah, what yeah. what is I told, that? I told you the the uh, how to get freedom from the monkey mind. Yes. Oh, very good. So, when do you think that's going to be released? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe six months or um, uh, um, uh, a year. But you know, since you asked me, there's another parallel book. I have this habit of working at two, three things together. Um, the third book is called Sex and Spirituality, and I'm uh, exploring both the mysterious subjects um, in a very, 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 very different way. And uh, both sex and spirituality, whether they meet or what they are, or uh, because i believe that both of them have caused chaos hmm sex has always caused chaos all religions have been against sex and spirituality in the name of religion i would say even though both spirituality and and religion are different being religious but in the name of religion and in the name of spirituality people are killing and people are uh, dividing themselves and so much is happening so again in that third book also i'm uh, i'm exploring uh, and i've done a lot of research on this lots and lots of research and fortunately being in india we have kama sutra we have the khajuraho temple we have yoga we have meditation so a long a strong spiritual side <clears throat> we have four religions the sikhism jainism hinduism <clears throat> and um, uh, of course islam also is uh, pro- prominent here um so we, all religions it's a melting pot so being uh, growing in a place where both meet has been a remarkable and a unique experience mm-hmm. for me and i would i it it would be uh, i would not uh, do my duty or it would be wrong if i don't uh, pen it down in a book so this has been a really interesting conversation and i very much appreciate your time uh you know spending this time with me to discuss your views and thoughts perspectives and um yeah thank you for that uh i i think uh, uh, more credit goes to you glennis because it's it was this platform which you gave me which gave me voice thank you so much for having me uh to to have a podcast and to give me a platform to talk on oh no my my pleasure my pleasure and how do we get the book how do we get your book the book the book will be available uh from 15th may on amazon.com and right now if you want to know more about the book you can go to my website called www happiness 
happiness is spelled with a y h a p p y n e s s happiness dash bank b a n k dot com so you can just read about the book and what it's all about and purchase it from amazon amazon.com anywhere in the world okay. from 15th may 2019 from 15th of may what i will pop that up on the my sorry mind care podcast that information that website and pop a link up there so that anybody that you, you know is listening to the podcast can just click on the link and go straight through to your website if you'd like more information then go to the mind care podcast website we'll also tell you about our next guest 